We can't unfortunately get rid of the stressors in our lives, right? We've all got the sandpaper people or the, I like to call them the difficult people, you know, that in our lives, sometimes family, sometimes not. It just depends for all of us. But, you know, that life is full of stressors and it's really about finding ways to create balance in our lives, you know, and to change our perception and our response to stress. Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be, into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pedraza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. I have on the show today, April Likens, and she is a nationally board certified health and wellness coach. And she was trained at both Duke Integrative Medicine and the Institute for Integrated Nutrition. So she is an expert in her field, to say the least. And we are talking about all things, really all things just functional nutrition today and functional health, because she was kind of driven by her own health struggles with battling chronic stress and Lyme disease and endometriosis and really a handful of other things. She has had her own health journey to say the least. And she used this to really build the business that she has now, where she helps women optimize their health and reduce their stress levels and really just find balance from the inside out. And we're going to talk exactly about that today, really honing in on chronic stress and really what it does to the body, the signs of chronic stress, what it does to your immune system, to your gut, and how we can really boost our immune system and fight the effects of chronic stress with reducing inflammation, improving your gut health, and really what it looks like to set aside intentional time to take care of ourselves and just strengthen your overall health. She's going to give a lot of really good tangible takeaways here on what it looks like to battle stress, what it looks like to build a healthy immune system. And I know you're going to get a lot out this episode. So let's jump in. All right, y'all, let's go ahead and jump in. I'm here with April Likens, and we are going to talk all things stress and immunity and everything related to that, because there's so many different directions that we could take this conversation. So I'm really excited to talk to you, April. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Hope. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yes, me too. So you have such an extensive background and dabble in so many things. And I mean, you've dealt with you know health issues of your own. So let me, I guess, just kind of start. I usually like to save like the the backstory for later in the in the interview, but. Let's kind of start there because I, I feel like this is going to tie into everything we talk about. I know you've dealt with a lot of you know personal stuff with your health. So can you just kind of give us a little bit of backstory about you and your training you know, at Duke Integrative Medicine and just kind of how you got into this realm? Yeah, definitely. So I'm a former designer and project manager turned board certified health coach. And my specialty really is in stress reduction and resilience, burnout, and sleep optimization. So I really work with women that are very busy and high achieving that really want to find balance, you know, and just create, you know, a life that they enjoy where they can really walk in their purpose and passions. So I live in Virginia. It's really pretty here. The Blue Ridge Mountains are all around us. It's kind of central. Yeah. Central Virginia. It's a perfect time of year with everything kind of blooming here. Live here with my husband and my fur babies. And let's see what else. Um, When I'm not working with clients, I love to write. I love to speak about, I'm super passionate about just health and wellness in general and helping people. I love to travel. I've never met a beach I haven't fell in love with. Um, or it seems like everywhere we go, I'm always trying to convince my husband to move there. And he's like, no, 
Nice try, but <laughs> I keep asking. That's and great. I love I love matcha lattes. So if you have a good recipe, hit me up. I'm always game for oh, trying new recipes. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of you know, backing up, like I was not into health and wellness for for many years. You know, I wasn't living a healthy life. And so, you know, everything we're gonna talk about today is something I've you know really passionate about because I've I've walked through it. Mm-hmm. So it was really, you know, years ago when my dad was first diagnosed with a really aggressive and rare prostate cancer that you know was just devastated we were really close and this kind of felt like it came out of total left field and you know at the time of the diagnosis it was they really gave him a 50-50 shot at the time and so you know i was just really motivated to try to you know dive into figuring out what the heck you know is causing this rise in all the disease we're seeing all the cancers you know aside from genetics and of course, the answer is epigenetics, which is our, you know, our lifestyle factors, what we're eating, what we're doing, you know, our stress levels, our sleep, all the things too. And so together, my dad and I really revamped our diets and, and lifestyle at that point. And I really believe it helped prolong his life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really grateful for that too. And so then it was a few years really after he died that you know, I had learned all these things and I'd put them into practice for a little bit, but I kind of reverted to my old ways. And kind of just with coping with you know the grief of losing him, and I threw myself into my work. So I was really working nonstop, staying up late. You know, I'm a night owl, so I was staying up to like one and two o'clock in the morning, working, burning the candle both ends, not working out consistently, not eating consistently again, and and I had a sudden health collapse. And so it was it was a crazy time when I you know was shuffled around through dozens and dozens of specialists. You know from MDs to you know allergists to hematologists, cardiologists, uh, Lyme experts. You know, I mean, a million different doctors, and nobody really knew what to do with me. And it was really, you know, it was a really difficult time because it's hard when you're you're dealing with all the experts and they're like, we have no idea what to do yeah. with you. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's isolating and it's discouraging and it's you know, it's really frustrating. And so I felt like nobody knew what to do with me and handle me. And at that time, you know, I was diagnosed with eventually Lyme disease, West Nile, endometriosis, severe food allergies, gut issues. I mean, it was a hot mess, neuropathy. I mean, so many different things, insomnia, everything kind of happened and changed all at once. And so I was feeling kind of really, like I said, in a place of like hopelessness when I just, I think I just said, asked on social media, like, hey, does anybody know of a health coach? And I had a friend right back, like, oh my gosh, you have to meet you know, my cousin, like she's phenomenal. She's an FDN and she's amazing. And, and so I ended up getting hooked up with her and it was life-changing for me. She was just fiercely for me, you know, and she had been through something similar herself and had a health collapse. And that was why she ended up becoming a health coach, but I'd never experienced anything like that in the medical field, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it was really powerful to have her just fiercely for me and fiercely on my side. And it was a huge component in my recovery in that too. And so it honestly, it was kind of a few years later that, and on, on my journey, you know, I was writing about what was going on and very open with things. And so people are already starting to kind of follow me for health and wellness and stuff. But I, I ended up going to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition really to kind of heal myself. You know, I still felt like I needed more tools because everybody else didn't completely know what to do with me. And I, it's just such a fun program that I, f- I really fell in love with it and quickly kind of just decided, you know what, I want to, I think I want to do this. 
And from there, I just went on to Duke, Duke's health coaching program. Um, so I'm one of the few dual trained health coaches, I guess, in the country, and then board certified as well, too. But it's funny, you know, looking back, I mean, I'm just such a firm believer that that, you know, there's always good to the things that happen in our lives. There's a silver lining, even to just the hardest, darkest places. There's always, you know, purpose in the pain. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, that hardships can be fertile ground for for growth and for finding, you know, a deeper sense of our purpose. And I really believe that's about others, you know, that we're all, we all just have something unique to give to the world. And, and a lot of that, you know, our stories component, you know, it just involve a lot of that too. And I think it's, it can be powerful when we find our voice and we're not afraid to, you know, share the hard things we've been through and the scars and all of it, because it, it can encourage others. Yep. Absolutely. You're speaking my language. I literally just posted this the other day. I was not, it wasn't related to health, but just related into just to like my story through COVID with my brick and mortar business. And I said the same thing. It's like, you know, we go through the crap so that we can help other people with their crap. Like it's, you know, that's why we go through the hard times and we go through our trials and stuff. So yeah, you were totally speaking my language. And I love that you used, I mean, gosh, you were diagnosed with so many things. That's insane. But you were able to use that to make a life shift and use it to help other people. It's it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's been so rewarding. It really has. And it, you know, again, it's it's like the things we go through in life that are hard, you wouldn't necessarily want to go through them again, right? Yes, <laughs> but, right. but you can look back with gratitude, realizing totally. that, you know, they've impacted kind of where you are and who you are. And really, you know, when you were able to leverage it for something greater to help others, that totally. there's healing in that for you and there's healing for other people too. Yep. And it's it's really powerful. Yep. I totally agree. I love that. So with all of the things that you were dealing with, you really had to work a lot on your immune system, which, and that's kind of where I wanted to talk about today because you are such a knowledge base on the immune system and just, you know, boosting your immune system naturally and all that. So I want to kind of start there and can you just kind of tell us, well, let's start with like the basics really. And I like to like, I don't want to say dumb things down because not to say everybody listening doesn't know, but I like to really break things down to people because, you know, a lot of times I feel like we talk about things, if we talk about your hormones, you talk about your gut, but a lot of people don't really know what that entails. You know what I mean? So can you kind of break down the immune system and then let's just kind of go from there and what things affect your immune system and what our immune system affects in the body? Certainly. Yeah. And so of course that, you know, the immune system in a nutshell is kind of our, our first line of defense with everything out in the world. And so you know, we'll talk, we'll dive into kind of gut health too, and stress and sleep and how it all plays a big role in that. But, you know, gut health is a huge component too to the immune system because it, we need this healthy, thriving, you know, diverse gut microbiome to really be able to defend against, you know, not only these pathogens and that sort of thing too, but to be able to digest our food and all the things too. And it's such an amazing uh, field that we're just only scratching the surface of really gut health and all of that and how. You know, inflammation plays a role in our immune system too, and and all of that too. And so, what would be most helpful to kind of dive into first? You know, with stress, because that honestly, my story kind of starts and ties into that stress piece because that was, you know, it was really burning the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm. You know, there was kind of that burnout component that there were warning signs and things along the way that kind of you know stress levels were were too high and out of control, and I really feel like that was a just a strong component in damaging, you know, my immune system too, yeah. that made me more susceptible to 
a lot of the things that I was kind of dealing with too, where, you know, your body is kind of, you know, like a computer, it can only handle so much before it collapses, unfortunately, too. So, you know, I feel like that lack of balance in my life, you know, where I started living really healthy when when my dad was around and we were kind of revamping things. But then after he passed and I kind of reverted back that, you know, I got out of balance again. And that really created a lot more stress in my life, which caused, I think, more inflammation, which wasn't helpful for my immune system, you know, and then of course caused the health collapse, which caused more stress and all the things. And it just kind of spiraled from there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So when we're talking about our immune system, can you talk to kind of speak to the the connection between, because I'm all about gut health. That's where I talk about it like all day, every day. Can you speak to the connection between the immune system and our gut? Yeah. Well, um, you know, the, again, the, you know, the, it, the gut health really is so strongly tied to our immune system through that gut microbiome. You know, that trillions of bacteria that live in our bodies, you know, they're all over on our skin everywhere too, but primarily in our gut. And they're so, you know, as unique as a fingerprint too in that. And there's, you know, we want to have a healthy balance of the kind of the good and the back, bad bacteria. And so for me, when things kind of got out of control, I had more of that dysbiosis kind of going on, which, really revved up my inflammation in that too. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well too, because I know actually you're more of an expert in this area than I am on the, as far as gut health and the immune system, where my specialty is definitely more stress resilience and sleep focused. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I, I love to talk about both because, I mean, you really can't talk about one without the other, right? I mean, it's right. like you're saying, like it's, you know, 80% of your immune system is in your gut. And a lot of people just, I don't think a lot of people connect the dots to that and think, like, I was just, I just had this conversation with my clients the other day and she was like, you know, I know you've been talking about this, like, and I've known her for a long time. I just I know you've been talking about this for, I don't know how long. And I, I you know, I watch all your videos, stuff, she said, but it wasn't until we started working together that I'm actually putting things together that what I'm eating is affecting my immune system. Like. You really, you know, to connect those thoughts and to realize that everything is connected and the gut and the immune system. I mean, there's such a strong connection there. So when when you're talking about stress, because I know you know are talking about kind of that burnout state that you were in and it affecting your immune system and stuff. So I guess what are some signs that stress really is affecting our immune system? Yeah, well, stress is one of those things. You know, first of all, I think it's kind of interesting. You know, the health the World Health Organization, I saw recently where they've kind of dubbed stress like the health epidemic of the Mm. 21st century, Mm -hmm. which is like, wow, it's kind of mind-blowing in itself. There's so many, you hear a lot of just experts talking about, you know, 80 to 90% of doctor's visits uh, these days are estimated to be related to stress. So it's, it's a big, you know, it's, it's a big problem. And, you know, we, the the reality is we live in a world where there's just stress everywhere. Unfortunately, you know, there's no bubble to live in. I wish there was one. I would be the first one to say, but (laughs) you know, it's, there's always roadblocks and curveballs and, you know, any number of things coming at us that we're juggling on a, on a daily basis. And the more we've become connected with, you know, devices and other things too, that's just kind of added to the stress level too. So the key really is, you know, first, you know, it's really monitoring how we kind of we react to stress, you know, and things outside of our control, you know, like traffic, for example, right? We've all related to, we can relate to that. We've been stuck in traffic or you've suddenly there's an accident or something happens and you're late for something really important. And it just kind of is what it is, right? You know, it's like, well, you can sit there and beat on the steering wheel and get yourself worked up. And that can, you know, damage your gut microbiome pretty quickly and rev up inflammation and all of that. Or 
you can just kind of let go of it and say, I'm going to do some deep breathing, you know, yeah. or I'm going to use time to like call my mom or whatever, you know, like do something else too. So, but stress, you know, is one of those things that just affects all areas of our life and it shows up in our work and our relationships. It's, you know, it can steal our, our joy and our peace shows up in our mood, you know, and it can really like my story, you know, it, if left unchecked, it can really wreak havoc on our health too. And like you said, it's very linked to inflammation and our immunity too, as well. And so again, like that chronic stress, you know, can cause this chain reaction of things, you know, a domino effect in our lives, driving up, you know, inflammation and driving up and disrupting the gut microbiome that can kind of start out subtle, but over time it can be very disastrous. And so I kind of always tell people, you know, think of it like driving a car that's out of alignment. Many people can relate to that, you know, ever having experienced that with their, their car. You know, and it's first, if it's subtle, you can kind of get away with it. You can keep driving the car, not a big deal. But if you continue to not take it into the shop and keep driving it, it's going to eventually, you know, create some serious uneven wear and tear on your tires. And if you keep, you know, ignore that little dashboard light, right? <laughs> you know, it's going to eventually kind of tear up your suspension. And over time, it can get harder to steer and it could lead to a breakdown too. And so, you know, our body often is telling us little signs you know, daily and along the way. And, you know, it's that same kind of warning light that on the dashboard too, but, but we can, you know, we can ignore it too. And sometimes it, it just shows up differently for everybody because mm-hmm. you know, everybody's perception, you know, so much of stress is, is our perception of it. And it's our response to that too. So for some people, it shows up very physically where, you know, it shows up in like headaches and migraines, you know, or neck pain, or back pain or something. It could be in frequent illnesses, you know, that there's some you know, gut health kind of disruption there going on. Digestive issues. It could be fatigue, insomnia, you know, appetite changes. Sometimes you'll be eating, you'll feel like eating more, you'll feel like eating less. It could be skin issues. And then of course, more serious things like raising your blood pressure and, you know, increased risk for like diet to do diabetes. And then just behaviorally and mentally, it can show up with you know, just mood changes, anxiety, depression, increased frustration, moodiness, brain fog sometimes. Definitely had a lot of that going on in the past. Yeah. And just, you know, affecting our productivity and, you know, with work and, you know, and things too as well. And so it's it's just it really varies, you know, how how it shows up for all of us. But the key, you know, I always tell people too is just really it's so important to listen to our bodies, you know, and when and check in, have those little check-ins, you know, daily and ask yourself, how am I doing today? You know, what do I need to thrive? And the cool thing is your body will tell you. It might be like, you know what? Uh, we've been inside way too much. Like mm-hmm. look how pretty it is outside. Like I need some vitamin D, you know, let's go get some fresh air, like enough of the computer or, Hey, I need some more water. You know, whatever it is, you know, it's, uh, it can be really powerful to have those little check-ins. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When I love the analogy that you're using about the car and like watching the check engine light come on, because I think that's the point. I think that's what happens most of the time is we feel the little like twinges of things like, oh, you know, that doesn't feel right. Like, oh, I feel like things are a little off. And we just keep pushing off, pushing off because you're like, you know, you don't want to deal with it. You don't want to have to take the time to figure out what it is. Or like for a lot of times when I work with people, it's like, you know, they know that it's going to be a process to like figure out what things it, what things are, you know, what's going on in their body. And so they just keep pushing it off. And then a lot of times, you know, like you're saying, you wait till it's too late. And then with your analogy, you know, the suspension, now you've messed up, messed up the suspension, all that, but like you wait until it's too late. And like in your case with your health, you know, you ended up with, you know, Lyme disease and endometriosis and all those other things. Like 
where, you know, the signs were there. And just to your point, you may just then it's like, you really have to, you really have to learn how to listen to your body because the signs are there and your body's going to tell you, it's just whether or not you're going to listen, you know, and do something about it. But I thought that analogy was great because I think that's just, you know, most of us are guilty of that is, you know, we, we feel the little, the little signs that our body's telling us, but then we just, we just keep pushing it off. Yeah, it's so true. And I was an athlete, a multi-sport athlete growing up. And I think, you know, it's also something that you're kind of taught too. Yep, if you yep. if you were, you know, in gymnastics or you're an athlete or whatever, I played a lot of different sports. And so, you know, back then it's been a while, but back then it was like, oh, you get a concussion, like you're fine, just to dust yourself off yeah, and get, the, get back in the game yeah. sort of thing. Or, oh, you, you know, you sprain something, let's just tape it up and off you go. You know, it, totally. it was very much like push through it, ignore yep. it you know, just focus on the game and that sort of thing too. And so I think we can carry that into adulthood where we we just have learned that kind of incorrect mindset to ignore ignore our bodies too. I had a client the other, it was a couple of weeks ago, she was cracking me up. She said, you know, I didn't realize I was getting, I was so stressed during my Zoom meetings until I saw myself in the meeting and my, <laughs> so I saw my shoulders just creeping up oh to my, my ears, gosh. you know, and she was like, oh, I need to relax a little bit. I yeah. need to do deep breathing too. But we're just some, it's, it's just a good point of like, often we're just not aware of yeah. Yeah. how yeah. things around us are affecting us physically. Yeah. And it's really important. For sure. Well, and I think, I think it's also important just kind of what you're saying about, you know, we're typically taught to just dust ourselves off. I think the other thing is a, a lot of times I, I talk about this all the time too, is especially as women, and I don't want to like turn this into like a feminist conversation, but especially as, as women, a lot of times, you know, we get the things we feel we get, they get brushed off. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's actually an article, I think it was in New York times a couple of weeks ago. And it was like, like actual women, like women's stories about how they went to this doctor and that doctor and this doctor and that doctor. And every single time they got brushed off and they ended up like one lady had like severe brain cancer and she can, and then like no doctor would listen to her. But that was the point of the story where it's like, we just, we talk about things and, you know, either we're hypochondriacs or blowing things out of proportion. And so I, I think that's another thing is, is a lot, a lot of women are kind of programmed just like, oh, well, this must just be normal. You know, like the things that we're feeling in our body. And I've heard that before too. Like I had a call with a client the other day and we were talking about gut stuff and, you know, constipation and blood. And she's like, oh, but I guess that's normal. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Like you don't have to live with constipation and bloating. Like, no. So I think it's the other thing too, is a lot of things get brushed off where we're like, oh, that's just normal, you know? And, and that's, it's no, like it's, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, that's a huge part of my story. And it's a rabbit hole that I could go down, but I won't. But, you know, using endometriosis as an example that it's, it takes women on average 10 years to get properly diagnosed. One one in 10 women have it. It took me almost 20 years, almost 20 years, because it was very much like pain is normal, whatever. It's all in your head, you know, that, that. but it was, yeah, for me, it was like on the floor turning blue every three weeks sometimes projectile vomiting from oh the pain, gosh. like hours, unable to move and no pain med, nothing would, that nothing is would help that too. Insanity. So that's, I think when I go back and I talk about that, the kind of that darkness that I was mm-hmm. in, them not knowing many doctors, not knowing what to do with me. Yeah. There was also that component of, you know, not being believed too, because right. when I say health collapse, I mean, it was the best shape of my life, top of my career, yep. couldn't, couldn't get up. And yep. I was almost bedridden for a year and a half. Oh, so, yeah. you know, and, and I remember one of the a doctor kind of telling me initially, like, I think you just have vertigo. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure I don't. Like, You're like, vertigo no, doesn't, this is not. <laughs> doesn't cause all the things that I'm experiencing. Oh but yeah, it is unfortunate that at times 
yeah, women aren't yes. always believed yeah. when mm-hmm. there are things going on and yep. it can be, be different yep. than, than what a man experiences right. too. For sure. No, absolutely. hundred percent. And, and I think especially with like, like female issues like that too. And I, I, I talked about this not too long ago because, you know, we, I'm just saying like us as a collective right now, like we were raised in this generation where we were put on birth control for everything. Like, oh, you got bad mm-hmm. skin, take birth control. Oh, you have bad periods, take birth control. You're irregular periods, take birth control. Like that was your solution. Like not trying to figure out what the problem yeah. was, but we'll just put you on birth control. Yeah. You know, that'll fix it all. And like- You have a and, pulse, hey, put you Yes, your birth exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, hello. And now we're in this generation where we've got, have these like substantially increased numbers of PCOS and infertility. Well, and depression. I mean, it's like, hello, there's a correlation here. And so I feel like a lot of times with women's issues, that's the other thing too. It's like, oh, birth control has to fix everything, right? Like it's yeah, crazy. It is. But you know, back to what we're saying, I think a key component to anybody listening, you know, the bigger message is, you know, if you feel like your doctor isn't listening to yep. you, it may be time to go see a different doctor. Absolutely. You know? 100%, 100%. I mean, that's my biggest advice to everybody because it's like if you and I always say this too, with like we were just talking about listening to your body and back to the point you made, like your, your body's going to give you the signs. If you're feeling like something is off, then something is off. Like your, your body's going to tell you and your intuition is going to be like, Hey, like, you know, something's not right. And if you have the feeling, then it's true. Like it, your intuition is never going to lie to you and your gut's going to tell you if something is off. So yeah, hundred percent. If somebody's not listening or you feel like, no, like something is, something is off, then yeah. Find somebody who will listen. Yeah. That's man. And the, what a journey you had. That's crazy town like that it took that long for them to diagnose you with oh my gosh yeah it was a lot it was it was too so for sure what else would be helpful i know we were talking about kind of telltale signs of stress but Mm -hmm. there would it be helpful to kind of share with listeners practical ways yeah let's do it or stress levels totally Um, yeah i love talking about that too And, and again you know back to what kind of what we were talking about you know we can't unfortunately get rid of the stressors in our lives right Mm -hmm. we've all got the sandpaper people or the (laughs) i like to call the difficult people you know that um, i like that in our lives sometimes family sometimes not it just depends (laughs) for all of us you know but but you know that life is full of stressors and it's really about finding ways to create balance in our lives you know and to change our perception and our response to stress so you know the first and simplest and easiest way to to really help regulate the nervous system is just to breathe. And back to my client, you know, that was talking about her ears, you know, her shoulders up to her ears. She realized she wasn't breathing, you know, yep. in this Zoom call. Yep. You know, and her, I guess her shoulders were getting higher and higher, oh but her body was kind of warning her like, Hey, you know, I'm stressed out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and she wasn't picking up on that clue, but you know, it's, and often when we are stressed, we we're not breathing normally. We're doing kind of the shallow breathing sort of thing too, which can make you feel more stressed. Yeah. In that, and so it's it's just such an effective way to quickly regulate the nervous system, and you know, switch from the fight or flight right back into that rest and digest friendly system too. And it could just be as simple as breathing in for you know three seconds, holding for a few seconds, and then breathing out slowly for a few seconds, and just doing that a couple times, and that's enough to really regulate the you know the nervous system. There's so many great guided meditation apps out there too, so. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know a lot of people that can just sit in a room and meditate. I don't know about you, but that's pretty difficult. Like, no, I don't have a lot of yogi friends. So, yeah. you know, like having, you know, like apps like Calm and Headspace can oh, yeah, be can sure. be so great because they have short and sweet, you know, meditations on 50,000 different subjects and they're like two minutes to 10 minutes to whatever you've got time for. Yep. And that can be a really great way to 
to again, calm your nervous system. And when your nervous system is calm, your gut microbiome and your immune system is going to be in a more balanced and healthy place too. Exercise is a big one that's you know really crucial for stress levels. And the studies are showing that here recently that it's, it's very impactful to our immune system and our gut microbiome as well. Too. There were some interesting studies that even came out during COVID that said just light movement. I think UVA put one out last year talking about how light mu- movement when you know, you're recovering from COVID can really boost your immune system too. And so it, it doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to be doing CrossFit and like going gangbusters and going crazy right. workouts. Like it can be as little as just, you know, just walking outside. And, you know, the key is really just finding things that you enjoy. And so if you're not a runner, don't run. You know, if you're yeah. not into boxing, like that's totally cool. Just figure out what, what you enjoy. And maybe that's dance cardio, maybe it's bar, maybe it's Pilates, you know, strength training, whatever. Just the key is really moving daily to lower those stress levels and really just lower in- inflammation and, and, and have that healthy, you know, gut microbiome too. I think it's helpful too to have um, a strong morning routine, you know, because we've all had the days, right? When you like you wake up maybe a little late, you hit the ground running, and you're like, it's it's just like a crap show the rest of the day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. it's, it's a race, <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, this day is insane. Versus, you know, just the mornings where you know you have a little bit of pause before you get started, and it can be, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to have an extra hour in the morning. It could literally be five, ten minutes. Where that could be, you know, just doing a little bit deep breathing before, you know, while you're drinking your coffee or getting in some stretching or quick, you know, whatever um, mm-hmm. exercise routine into, or just even just being strategic with your day and kind of assessing what's coming up to versus, you know, the reacting and kind of hitting the ground running to sleep's a big one. Sleep is so crucial for stress. You know, getting and it's so beneficial too for our gut microbiome and really crucial for inflammation as well. You know, and just aiming for getting that high quality sleep, you know, the seven to nine hours a night. And, you know, everybody's sweet spot is it will vary. And so it can be helpful to kind of, you know, if you're not sure where your number is, figure out what number you feel the best in the morning. And so for some people, it's seven, some are like, nope, eight's my number. And some people need a little bit longer, or you'll find that. There's days and seasons when maybe life's a little bit more stressful and you might need a little bit more sleep. And that's okay to give yourself that grace too, to get an extra hour if you feel like you need it too. What did you, do you know your sweet spot where you kind of feel best sleep-wise? Mine is around seven. I feel like I don't require as much sleep as a lot of people mm-hmm. because I think my body, like I've tried and I literally can't. My husband's always like, just go back to sleep because I'll wake up early, like even on the weekends. Just go back to sleep. I'm like, no, really? Like I can't. Like I, I'm just, I'm awake, you know? So I think my sweet spot is like, if I get seven, I'm good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, everybody's different, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great that you know what you, where you thrive at too. But the key, you know, is making sure to at least get that seven, yep. seven, you know, hours of sleep too, because anything under that can really dysregulate the body and you know rev up inflammation, all that too. And of course, with stress, you know, a lot of it is is just shifting our mindset, you know, and focusing and on what we can control, like we were talking about earlier, and sometimes. You know, it's, sometimes it's just taking a step back. You know, if some, you get a crazy email or something comes in that's stressful or a text message you weren't expecting, I mean, sometimes it's helpful to walk away or just look at things mm-hmm. from a different, you know, a different angle or, yeah. you know, even asking yourself, like, what, you know, what, how can I grow from this? What yeah. can I learn from this? And, and just having that kind of curious mindset about it too. Gratitude can be something that's, really shown to lower stress levels too, and can boost our mood. 
and rest. That's a big one. I feel like, you know, we've just kind of, we've become the society that's like created, you know, being crazy busy is like this, having this badge of honor, right? Absolutely. And it's having this detrimental effect on, you know, our health widespread and our relationships and, and so many other things. And just, you know, buying into this like hustle 24 seven mentality. And that's not the way that the body was designed, you know, and we've, we've not, it's not been that long since, you know, I always joke. I like, I wish we could go back to the nineties, right? Where it's like, we had, you at least like you might have a cell phone, but if you right. did, it was, it was so expensive. Like yeah. you didn't, you didn't yes. use the thing unless yes. it was like an emergency. Right. You know? And you only had a certain number of texts you could send every month <laughs> yeah. or you ran out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, but like, but you know, life was simpler because yes. we didn't have people coming at us from 50,000 different ways and yep. all the things too. And so, totally. you know, the, the body's just not designed to be stimulated constantly with all these things too. And so, there's a lot of experts really talking about the importance of, you know, of rest and scheduling in downtime and, and having and treating it. And it does again, it doesn't have to be like, oh, here's an hour here, hour there. It could be 10 minutes and it could be 20 minutes of little pockets of time where you can recharge your batteries. Because yep. the reality is we we can't continually pour from an empty cup and thrive. You know, that's that's when burnout happens, yep. you know, and exhaustion and all the things too. And so it's so crucial you know, just find things that fill us, you know, with joy and that recharge your batteries and, and inspire us too. And, you know, I, there's been a lot of um, big medical doctors I've heard talk about recently, like Dr. Chatterjee in, in Europe, you know, talking about how there's, you know, studies have been emerging here the last few years that even that have shown that doing things you love makes you more resilient to stress, which is really totally. interesting. Mm-hmm. It's really fascinating. You know, there's a lot of, there's always cool stuff emerging with science and it's, it's really interesting too. And then lastly, I think with stress, it's really, again, it's creating those strong work-life boundaries. You know, it's, you know, especially now, because so many people are still working remotely and they're working from home. And that is wonderful in a lot of ways, but it's challenging because, you know, you're not clocking out at the end of the day, so to speak. You know, you're not leaving a building and then walking away. Like you're, you know, I have clients where their, you know, their office is their bedroom or their kitchen and, you know, things like that. And it's, you don't have that visual barrier too. And so, you know, finding ways to be able to set those boundaries can be game-changing for stress levels, you know, that when you're done with working, be done with working, yep. you know, and, and sometimes that requires, you know, pulling things off of your phone and apps or work stuff and, and different things and, and taking PTO. I've, you know, talked to so many clients that, that haven't taken PTO because they feel guilty about yes. that too. It's just so crucial, yes. you know, to to have that downtime too, and just to evaluate, especially as women. I think you know we can wrestle at times with people pleasing and wanting to help people too, and and just really evaluating, you know, what you know what we say yes to is just as important as what we say no to. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and just because something's a good thing, it, it may not be need to be on your plate right now. In that, and just creating those again, those strong. Strong boundaries there and strong boundaries with, of course, the news and social media too can be really helpful for stress levels in our minds and all of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I, I love the tips about the, you know, taking, because I think that's the hard part too, is, you know, we're so connected to technology where it's like, and especially like, you know, f- for us as, you know, entrepreneurs who own their own business, it's like, there's never really like an, an off time, right? Like that's, you know, you're connected to your friend, like my husband who, you know, he works from home. Where it's like, you know, the computer, the it's right there. So it's like, well, let me just get a little more work done. I, I think it's really important. Those boundaries are so important. 
And I know one of the things that I did, I don't know, months, I was sometime last year, just like turning off notifications. And so that like, I'm not constantly seeing the ping, 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 you know, things flashing on my mm-hmm. phone. It's like, you know, that instant hit of like adrenaline. Every time you see that alert, 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 alert coming on your phone, that's been huge. And then one of my friends and I, and I'm like, so behind the times I feel like, cause I didn't know this existed, <laughs> but my friend the other day was like, Hey, do you know, you can put your phone on work mode. I'm like, what the heck is that? So then she shows me, but you can put your phone on work mode. And there's like certain apps you can turn off. So when you're in work mode, like you don't get anything that comes on, like nothing shows up on your phone, like text. If you want to block, you block all these things and you can like set a timer from work mode turns on this time or this time. But I'm like, this is genius. Like just to, even if it's not all day, but like you were saying, just those little pockets of time where you're not constantly being stimulated by what's coming in on your phone or taking you know, a little bit of time to step away and like take a mental break. Like, I think that's so crucial. Yeah. And they're, of course, they're designed to be addictive, right? You, know, yes. you get that, same, that dopamine hit every, yes. time. every time there's the peeing, it's that yep. kind of classical conditioning, you know, yep. where out of curiosity, we hear the ding or the vibration yes. or whatever. And you're like, you want to see what's waiting for you mm-hmm. sort of thing too. And so, you know, when you, and it's, there was an interesting study too, I read recently talking about how just the mere presence of phones and relationships diminish the quality of the relationships. Oh, like, so if it. you, if you could see your phone you know, and you're spending time with your husband, the mere fact that your phone was out would mm-hmm. make him not feel as seen, you know, in that, you know, that interaction and yeah. that conversation is really interesting. So 100%. yeah, I, I did a similar thing, you know, at the start of COVID, I just started putting my phone in do not disturb mode mm-hmm. about eight, eight o'clock at night, yeah. seven, sometimes it just varies and in another room. Yep. And it's so wild how when you turn it off or you put it away, the drive to check it every you know few yes. whatever seconds or minutes yes. gone because you know it's already in do not disturb mode or it's in the other room and it's so freeing it really allows you to just be mindful and present and in the moment yep. too and it it's great for stress levels because it's it's just dysregulating you know checking yes. checking all day long mm-hmm. it's so it's so stimulating too yep for sure yep absolutely those are great tips i love them i love all of those those are so all of those are so important and it's not just affecting stress or stress. I mean, it is affecting your stress levels, but like we were saying before, there's everything is so connected to your stress, stress levels, your gut and your immune system and all that. So it's, you know, when you're really able to manage stress and you're able to get kind of get a handle on it, it really is affecting like every aspect of, of your life. It does. Yeah. It's really powerful too in that. And, you know, one thing we hadn't touched on too, but caffeine can be another mm, one I've one. seen a lot. So I was curious your take on that too, but you know, it's like, it's any, like anything else, like too much of a good thing can yes. be a bad thing. Right. Yes. And so, and it's a stimulant. And so, you know, it, it can even stimulate like our dopamine levels too. But then when we, you know, we crash eventually when you have that caffeine crash afterwards too, but caffeine's one of those things that too much, you know, can really increase our cortisol production, yes. which is the stress hormone. And that can stimulate our nervous system and that can make us more more reactive to stress. And it can, you know, worsen our anxiety, you know, if, if we're prone to that. And it can really throw off sleep too. Yep. That's a big one. That's a really big one. And I talk often with clients that they don't necessarily know know how long it can stay in your system. But you know, a good cutoff for most people is is one or two p.m. You know, with caffeine because it can it can by midnight it could still it can still be in your system. Yeah. And you know, people that are more sensitive find that they've got to back it up even even further. Yep. Um, I had a client recently that was she was really struggling with her sleep and she was like trying to figure out why she's like, I have no idea. I'm, I'm just not sleeping. And so we were kind of just diving into all the things and we were talking about her diet and that, and 
And she's, we kind of landed on the caffeine. She's like, yeah, I think I'm, you know, my caffeine might be intake throwing off my sleep, you know? Yeah. And so first she was drinking like almost a pot. Oh <laughs> my gosh. And it was, you know, it was, it was until late in the day too. But when she figured out like her best cutoff time for whatever reason was, you know, 11 in the morning, like she couldn't go past 11 and no more than two, two cups. But man, when she switched to, you know, making that cutoff for herself, I mean, she was, she slept a whole lot better pretty quickly. Yeah. And she just felt so much, you know, just more rested yeah. and clear headed. And of mm. course, when we're rested, we can react better to stress yep. and all of that. And, you know, and again, getting good quality sleep is so crucial for the immune system, for the gut microbiome and really lowering our, our inflammation levels. It's crazy what the body does in the middle of the night while we're sleeping. Yeah, it's, so, it's Yep. It's so, so true. It is. I mean, no, it is. I mean, it's wiping memories, it's categorizing things. I mean, it's getting rid of proteins, you know, that, that are linked to like dementia and stuff like that. I mean, the body is doing so many things. And there's been some interesting studies too, talking about how it's, you know, there's maybe 30% more of the brain even active during sleep than when, when we're awake. So it's, That's crazy. it's one of those things where it's gotten a bad rap over the years, the whole, like I'll sleep and I'm dead. Yes. But, <laughs> yes. but it's really crucial and yes. it's, a game, it's a game changer for it your is. health. It is. And I really hate that conversation. I, I did like a, I did an, an Instagram live, I think one time about that. Cause I, it's like, it's so common in entrepreneurial world and it's such like a you know, it's almost one of those, those like super masculine things. And I, I kept seeing like all these different, like really, like really popular thought leaders, like putting that out there. I'm like, dude, y'all set millions of followers and you're telling people like, basically like, Hey, you don't need sleep. Like, yes, you do. <laughs> like, actually, I hate that conversation so much. I just, I do think it's one of like the most underestimated aspects of our health, because like you're saying, it does affect so many things and so many things affect your sleep. Like the caffeine part is huge. And I have a huge conversation with my clients about caffeine. I have I have strong opinions about it, which you know, a lot of times I, you know, I, I'm not. I don't like to be too rigid, but 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 for the most most of the time, most of the people I work with, you know, their adrenals are like totally shot, and like, well, you're really damaging things even more by downing your caffeine every day. Like your cortisol levels are either in the toilet or they're through the roof. Like this is not helping either situation. So no, I have I have very strong opinions on caffeine, and there's always a period where I have my clients, you know, get off the caffeine, and we kind of calm things down. But I think people really just really do underestimate how much is affected by caffeine, and mm-hmm. then to your point too, just how much is how many things do affect your sleep. It's just it's there's so so many things. But I always tell people like you know if you could change one thing, like sleep is your superpower. It really yep. is, and and you know, that whole like you were saying, you know, the sleep will sleep when you're dead sort of thing. That mentality. You're seeing a shift the last couple of years mm-hmm. where you're now seeing like top CEOs and you're t- seeing top athletes around the world talking about the importance of yes. sleep and how yes. they're able to do so much more when they get sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really, it's really incredible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love that. This was such a conversation. I love it. And I do have one more question for you, but before I get to that one, um, can you let everybody know where to find you? And I know you have a little, a little freebie for people. Yeah, definitely. And so I would love to hear from you guys if anything resonated or anything in my story. It's always great to hear from you. You can connect with me on my website at aprillikens.com slash podcast. I'm on Instagram. Uh, my handle's different. It's Globe Lovely is the handle, but I have a brand new free resource that I just launched recently called 15 Ways to Say Goodbye to Chronic Stress with all my best tips of how to lower your stress levels 
if you're feeling like life is out of balance and crazy. And I think you'll really enjoy it too. And again, you can snag it at aprillikens.com slash podcast, but reach out. Like I said, say hi. It's always great to hear from listeners. Perfect. I love it. That's great. And what a great freebie. I'll go download that. That's amazing. Love it. So the last question that I'm going to ask you, one that I I like to ask everybody, what do you think is the most important thing you can do to live with purpose? Hmm. That's such a deep question. And, uh, you know, again, you know, for me, it's kind of, it goes back to my story and, you know, it's, I think it's something, it's this journey that I've been on the last few years of finding my voice and not, you know, hiding my scars and the things that I've been through. Cause again, you know, that so much of society is, you know, it's the Insta culture, right? You know, it's all the, all the best things and everything in that, but I think it's really powerful when people are able to, you know, use their stories and we've all got a story, right? We've all been through stuff, good and bad. And we've all got, I believe I'm a firm believer that we're all here for a purpose and a reason in that, you know, and that there's something that you are here for that only you can do in that. So I, I just would say like, don't be afraid to, to leverage, you know, your story, even the hard places for something greater, because again, there's always a silver lining and, you never know how your life and your story can just impact and touch someone else's life. And it can, you know, and sometimes even in a small way, it's just one small word of encouragement can change the course of somebody else's life. And I think going back to that, you know, FDN, that functional health coach that I worked with initially, you know, impacted my life in a huge, huge way. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's just leveraging those and, and not being afraid to walk in, you know, in your purpose and your calling. I love that. It's perfect. It's a perfect way to end it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, April, for this conversation. This is such good. I love the good tangible tips. I always love to leave everybody with tangible tips. So this is perfect. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your insight and your time. Thank you. Absolutely. It was a joy just chatting with you. And I really thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I know how I can provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics that you want to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza or visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.